Jesus help us. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Amen. Would you stand with me? Amen. We're going to read uh, a few verses of scripture from the word of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5. If you have it, say amen. If you don't have it, say wait for me. Amen. We're going to read our Bibles. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5. It says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And here's the results of this behavior. It shall be health to thy navel. Everyone say my belly button. Belly button. Amen. Where my life source began. And marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Amen. I want that in my life. Amen. I want the blessing of Proverbs chapter 3 in my life. Amen. I'm going to just uh, preach for a few moments. Talk to you here tonight. Amen. Trust in the Lord that he'll speak to our hearts. Uh, and my title. Amen. A message I've actually preached some time ago. Uh, but feel the leading to preach it again. Uh, my title is In God We Trust. In God we trust. Amen. Let's pray and ask the Lord to speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being in the house of the Lord tonight. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege to come to church, to hear your word, to worship the Lord freely in freedom with liberty. God, with our brothers and sisters in the Lord, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done. Would you speak to every heart and every life here tonight? We'll give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In 1873, the Congress of the United States passed what was called the Coinage Act, granting that the Secretary of the Treasury, quote unquote, may cause the motto, In God We Trust, to be inscribed on such coins as shall admit of such motto, unquote. In 1908, Congress made it mandatory that the phrase be printed on all the coins upon which it had previously appeared. And in 1956, the nation was at a particularly tense time in the Cold War, and the United States wanted to distinguish itself from the Soviet Union, which had promoted state atheism. And as a result, the 84th Congress of the United States passed a joint resolution declaring in God we trust as the national motto of the United States of America. The law was signed into law was signed uh, by the president, Dwight D. Eisenhower, on July the 30th, 1956. And the motto was progressively added to paper money over a period from 1957 to 1966. 
The United States, the motto, the still the official motto of the United States, believe it or not, is in God we trust. If you are privileged tonight to have yourself some coins in your pocket and you don't believe me, you can pull out a coin and check it out. Amen. My, my mother tells me that uh, when she was younger, my grandpa used to always have a pocket full of coins and he would just jingle his coins and just let everybody know he had some coins in his pocket. Amen. And all those coins, each single one of every single one of them would say, in God we trust. The dollar bills, uh, the $5 bills, $2 bills, $20 bills, $50 bills, $100 bills, and whatever other uh, dimensions that they make. Uh, each one of those will still to this day say, in God we trust, the national motto of the United States of America. In God we trust. Amen. Could it be that the motto of your life, could the motto of your life and of my life, Honestly be in God we trust. Though it be the national motto of the United States of America, could, could people, could you honestly say that your life resembles the motto of the country in which you live? In God I trust. Therefore, everything in my life resembles the fact and it, it characterizes and it embodies the, the model that in God I trust. In other words, I am trusting in Him tonight. Not in my own understanding. Hallelujah. But I'm trusting as the writer of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5 says, I'm trusting in the Lord with all of my heart. And I'm not leaning to my own understanding. Hallelujah. There are too many in the world today that say, Well, I God's given me a mind to think on my own. And so I'm going to trust in my own understanding to a certain extent. Yes, you use that godly wisdom and that common sense. Hallelujah. But there comes a time in your life when you say, Amen, this is a spiritual matter. I am going to trust in the Lord and not in my own understanding. As it comes to the things of God and the Word of God, it still requires you and I to trust in the Lord and not in our own understanding. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in Him. Stop trusting in CNN. Stop trusting in Fox News. Stop trusting in all the things, the different things you're hearing in your world. And start trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. I will walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. It's time that the church stand up and stand out and start trusting in Him. God, you will see me through. You will make a way. Hallelujah. There may have been times in the life of of apostolic believers when uh, they had no money in their pocket or just a few dollars left in their pocket. And God said, as we we mentioned a few moments ago, it's time to give an offering. And maybe that, I I know the stories for myself. There's been times, amen, I've looked in my pocket and said, well, that's, That's all I've got for food this week. Hallelujah. But God said that you got the $20 bill. It's time to put in the offering plate. Hallelujah. If I had myself a financial advisor, 
the world there and say, now wait a minute here, let's be financially prudent. Let's make some financially wise decisions. Let's hold off on that $20 and let's budget it out. But if God said it's time for you to give, amen, that is the point at which you say, I'm going to stop relying on my own understanding. I do not know how, amen, but I know that God said, amen, as Brother Paul mentioned a few services ago, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding. Lean not into your own understanding. Webster defines trust as confidence. A reliance or a resting of the mind on the integrity and the veracity and the justice and the friendship or other such or other sound principle of another person or thing. Amen. Trust is a confidence in something else. It is a reliance and a resting upon the other object or person or thing. Hallelujah. When you went, uh, when I said a few moments ago, you can be seated. You trusted that nobody pulled a chair out from behind you. You trusted that the legs weren't faulty. You trusted that the the construction, the the framework of that chair was going to hold up, amen, the 230 and 40 pounds or 150 pounds, whatever you weigh. You knew that that chair was going to hold me in place. And when I said you may be seated, nobody looked back and said, let me make sure the chair is still working. Let me make sure the chair is still there. Let me kick the tires and kick the legs of the chair and make sure it still will hold me up. But you put your reliance upon it. Amen. If some of you were as tired as some others, you probably just fell back on the chair and said, oh, thank God we can sit down again. You put reliance on that. I know for me sometimes when it's time to be seated, I'll, I'll kind of put my hand back there and make sure the seat's there. And I'm, I'm not having drifted too far out to the altar and then I fall back on the floor. But there's a reliance we put upon the chair. It's the same thing with God. God said, give. God said, be faithful to church. God said, live holy. Well, God, a lot of things could happen. But God said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together. God said, be faithful in tithes and offerings. God, my understanding says a lot of different things. But the word says, trust in him with all of your heart. There have been times, amen, when God has said, give an offering. I'm, I'm telling you personal experiences. And I said, God, I I won't have money for food the rest of the week. I'm on a tight budget. I I knew I shouldn't have brought the $50 bill in my wallet to church with me. Because I knew I'd be tempted to give that to the Lord. I've been there before, trust me. Sometimes you you, you get ready to go to church. You say, I'm going to leave this money behind in case the Lord speaks me to give it. And I won't be tempted. You need to just trust the Lord. I've I've done that. I'm just telling you my story. A lot of times if I got money in my, my back pocket and it's time for offering, I feel like, okay, God, I'm going to give it to you. 
and I'm going to go without. But every time that I've listened to the voice of God in my life, you can tell I haven't, I haven't withered away. I've gained a few pounds. He's been good. Amen. I've probably been... Well, they, they, they definitely say he's been better to me than I've been to myself because I haven't been good to myself sometimes, but God's been good to me. Amen. God's been faithful to me. And I trust in him. Bishop, when it doesn't make sense, I trust in him. When it doesn't make logical sense, I trust in him. I'm going to do what you've called me to do. I'm going to be faithful in what I know to do. Even when it hurts. They say if God speaks to you, you ought to obey his voice. God spoke to my wife and I some years ago. This is just my, my story. And we gave sacrifices to the Lord. And it hurt. And I thought, that's a lot you're asking, Lord. You kind of have some nerve up there in heaven. <laughs> that's, that's some precious stuff to me. But God said it. And I believed it. And that settled it. And I said, okay, God, I'll do what you're asking me to do. Even when it seems like the bottom may drop out under me. Because you know what, what happens in times like that? Is you get into a covenant relationship with God. And you stand before God with me and you say, you know what, God? Every time you spoke to me, I obey your voice. And God, here I am in 2020 and I have a need. I am a covenant child of God. I have obeyed the preached word of God. I have been faithful in the things I know to be faithful in. And here I am. And I need you. God will not let you down. He will be faithful to you. He will pull the proverbial rabbits out of the hat to make a way for you. He will go to no end. Amen. He will go to, to, he'll stop at nothing to make a way for you. There are times, amen, God may say, go places, do things, and it may not feel safe. It may not feel, make logical sense. Uh, it may not seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. And, and others may say, well, what are you doing? Uh, why are you giving to the church? Why, why are you uh, spending time in church? Uh, amen, you should be out there enjoying your beautiful summer, uh, the, the long summer days. But God said to be faithful in coming to church. God said to be faithful in living holy. And God said to be faithful to the man of God. And the word of God said to be faithful in the things I know to do with my finances. And on down the line. And so I'm going to obey the voice of God even when it does not make sense to me. Right. I'm going to get off my notes a little bit. But what about when God spoke to Abraham when he was back in Ur of the Chaldees? History tells us that the land of Ur of the Chaldees was a very highly civilized society. They were on the, the forefront. They were cutting edge for their day. Abraham had it all. And God said, it's time for you to leave, Abraham. Go ahead and pack your bags tomorrow morning and get your family to get out of here. Where am I going to go, Lord? I'll tell you when you get there. Really? 
I'll tell you when you get there. The Bible says he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. He, by faith, the Bible says, Abraham sojourned in a land, amen. Hebrews chapter number 11, by faith, Abraham sojourned in the land. He took off, he took his family, his, his, the small possessions that he had, and he set out to do the will of God. Not knowing where he was going, but God said, Go north. Really? Really? Go north. Okay. They, um, God spoke to me. He said we're to leave our family. My family? My mom, my dad, my brothers? Yeah. Where are we going? North? Um, there's a certain area? I don't know. God just said, go north. Okay. I trust in you, Lord. I got everything made here. I got all my family, all my friends. God says, go. Leave. I'll trust in you. It's not safe out there, Abraham. Sarah, Abraham doesn't know how to exist in the wilderness. He's grown up a city boy. He can't protect you. Abraham, what are you doing? Have you ever dealt with the lion on the, on the prowl? Do you know how to deal with the, the mountain lion? Or do you know how to deal with the, the wild beast? Amen. Do you know how to, how to take care of yourself? No, it, it is unsafe. But it is what God said to do. And so I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. And I'll put everything on the line that I might be obedient to the voice of the Lord in my life. I'll put it all on the line. And I'll lean not to my own understanding. My own understanding says stay in Ur of the Chaldees. You've got a retirement plan, Abraham. Stay in Ur of the Chaldees, Abraham. Your kids, your servants rather, yeah, no kids, your servants, they, they need the schools that are around there. Abraham, you need to stay where you're at. It's safer. Why would you venture out? Years ago, God spoke to my mother and father. And said, go to Lathrum. Start a church. People told them, if you go to Lathrum and start a church, you'll lose your kids. They won't have a Sunday school class to be a part of. You'll fail. You'll never make it. But God said, God says go. And God flashes a green light. You say, okay, it's time. Step out of faith. My understanding, my own human intellect says don't do it. It's not safe for your family, for your kids. 
It's not the right thing. You shouldn't do it. Listen to the professional voices. Listen to all the other uh, critics that are telling you don't do it. But if God says, and you've got a word from the Lord, Hallelujah, Abraham, get you out of earth of Chaldeans to the land that I will show thee, then it would behoove you tonight to simply obey the voice of God in your life. There have been times in my life when my pastor told me to do things, amen, and I didn't want to do them, but I obeyed and I said, God, I'm going to be in alignment with the authority of God in my life. I'm going to obey the man of God even when I don't want to do it. And God will bless me. God has, and he did bless me for it. And every time I've stepped out to obey the voice of God, I've found myself landing on the promises of God. Every time God says step out in faith, you land on a promise, on a sure word of God. On a sure word of God. You'll land on the promise. He'll make a way for you. Matthew 14, the story about Peter stepping out of the boat and onto the water, walking on the sea, walking on the water. Amen. We know the story. Amen. That uh, Peter was there on that on that uh, on that sea uh, on that ship on the sea, and he saw a man walking on the water, and he said, "Is it you, Lord? If it's you, bid me come." I am sure, Brother Nathan, that the disciples Bartholomew and Andrew and John said, Peter, you need to calm down. Just calm down. That doesn't make sense. What are you, what are you asking for? What are you, what are you doing? But so Peter said, if he'll give me a word, there ain't no obstacle that's going to stop me. If God will give me a word, if he'll bid me come, just one word. Just give me one word, Jesus. That's all that I need. Because I can stand on the word of God. I can rely upon the word of God. Jesus, we know the story. He said, come. And Peter said, that's all that I needed. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. I'm, I'm going to walk on the water. I'm going to get out of the boat and go exactly to where you're at. Amen. And he had a word from the Lord. Amen. He said, I will trust in the Lord with all of my heart. And I will not lean on my own understanding. Because human intellect and science and, and physiology and whatever other sciences. Amen. We were at play that day. Physics would begin to tell Peter you cannot step on water and stop on the surface of the water but you will always go through but Peter said I know physics amen I know the laws of nature but if I've got a word from heaven amen all of the other laws will submit themselves to the law of God all of the other laws of nature will stop and obey the higher law of God Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, I think we ought to praise Him right now for a few moments. I think we ought to lift up the name of Jesus in this house. Would you open up your mouth and would you lift up your voice unto the Lord? Jesus, I praise you. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I worship you, Lord. I 
shook it hard. I trust in you. He katayada la 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 raboshata. He kalabaya no raboshata baye. He alala raboshata bakata. He katala raboshata. Peter, don't get out of the boat. You're gonna sink. You're going to die. You're going to drown. Amen, Peter. Amen. You're a fisherman. You know better. What are you doing, stepping out of the boat? Amen. You're going to sink to the to the bottom end like a rock. You're not going to make it. But if I have a word from the Lord, I'll stand on that word. I'll stand on that word. You know a word I've stood on all my life is the word of David. He said, I've been young and now I'm old. And yet have I never, not one time, have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Not one time. Not one time in all of my life have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. That's a promise. That's a word from the Lord. That if I'll live holy unto the Lord, if I'll be that righteous man, that righteous woman, living that holy separate life, not looking like the world, not talking like the world, not hanging out with the world. Hallelujah. But if I'll be that righteous man, that righteous woman, hallelujah, there's a, there's a principle in Scripture, hallelujah, that He will not forsake me. He will not leave me. Hallelujah. He will make a way for me over and over and over again. Amen. What you leave behind to follow the Lord, it pales in comparison to what awaits you on the side of promise. Amen. The sign of promise in your life. The things that you let go of. The friendship to the world. The objects you leave behind. The vices and the habits of the world that you walk away from. Every one of them will pale in comparison to what awaits you when you follow through in being obedient to the voice of God in your life. But you never will obtain it. Oh, just living a life that relies on your own understanding. You'll never obtain the promises and see the full potential of your life in Christ. Leading upon your own understanding. Hallelujah. It is still, as it always has been, a walk of faith. A walk of trust in the Lord. Hallelujah, they might crucify me. They might nail me to a cross. They might capture me, throw me in prison. They might this and they might that. And I might succumb to this virus. And I might get this uh, issue in my life. And all of these things might happen. Hallelujah, but if God said go forward, I'll go forward. Whether my name's Abraham or Sarah, I'll go forward to the land that God says. He will make a way for his people. Yes. He will make a way for you tonight. Yes. Romans chapter 8 and 28. Hallelujah. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are the called according to his purpose. All things work together for good to them that love God. So what you and I have got to do is just fall in love with Jesus and get on our face and get on our knees and say, God, help me to 
together for my good to them who are the called according to his purpose Joseph's life Joseph the Joseph of the Old Testament it reflected trust in the Lord his life reflected it The writer of Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you're perplexed tonight, you are admonished to distrust your own understanding. The things that I think I have figured out and I know how the story goes. Because if I do X, then Y happens and it causes Z to happen. And my logical mindset, I haven't figured out. But you are to distrust that own understanding. And to put your trust in God for guidance. God, I've been here before. I've had the jobs. I've told Brother Noah this a bunch of times trying to encourage him. I've had the job where the manager... He said, I need you for some overtime on Wednesday night. <laughs> you didn't ask me Monday. You didn't ask me Tuesday. You didn't ask me for Thursday. And you didn't ask me for Friday. But you wanted Wednesday's overtime. And I've been here before. I looked at my boss and I said, I work as hard. I worked harder than anybody else in this warehouse. I look him as, as clear in the eyes as I could. That way, I'm leaving at 5 p.m. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. And I'll be back tomorrow, and I'll outwork everybody else in this building. Because he comes first. You know what I did? I probably was a little bit foolish, maybe even brash. But for me, nothing was ever going to come in the way of me being faithful to church. You say, well, you could have lost your job. I could have got fired on the spot for refusing to fulfill my obligation. But I guarantee you, if I would have got fired on the spot for telling my employer, no, I'm going to go to church, you know what would have happened? God would have opened up another door for me that would have been better than that door. And I would have said, well... Thank you, Jesus. There's times it doesn't make sense. There's times, there may be people in our church that are on limited incomes. And God says, you're to be a tithe pair. Lord, you know I'm on limited income. And don't you even ask me to give offering. Don't dare ask me for missions. Because I won't be able to make it. And God says, do you trust me? With all your heart? Everything that's right here. Can you trust me? And but, 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 uh, alright. Let's see what God will do. 
and God will make a way. He will make ways out of no way. I've heard the stories of people that have been faithful in tithes and offerings. And I know I'm talking about a lot tonight. That's just what I'm talking about. Don't get scared. And they've been faithful in tithes and offerings. They didn't have money to pay. They didn't have, they didn't have money to buy food for their family. And they prayed. Jesus, my kids are hungry. They've got knocks on the door with bags of food in front of them. I've heard of people getting checks in the mail in the nick of time. God will stop at nothing to make a way for you. God, it doesn't make sense. Where is it going to come from? How is the miracle going to happen in my life? God, there's just one boy in all this crowd of 5,000. And he's just got a few loaves of bread and fishes. But what are these among so many? And God said, put it in my hands. Let me bless it. Let me pray over it. Let me allow my word to work in this situation. And the Bible says that God blessed the bread. And he broke the bread. And he distributed it. Each disciple. John, get over here. Peter, come on. Call the rest of the other twelve. Get them over. We're going to distribute bread and fishes to the people. Okay. Okay. And they grabbed the basket. And someone grabbed another basket that just showed up. And they began to distribute. And they began to distribute. And they began to distribute. And the five loaves and two fishes turned into baskets. I think 12 baskets full, the Bible says. Baskets full. God says, trust in me with all of your heart. Stop thinking so rationally when it comes to things of God. So logically. And all of those things that benefit us in a, in, a, in, a, in a natural world, in a spiritual world, they work against what God wants to do. God says, some trust in horses and some in chariots. But we shall remember the name of the Lord. Tell me how it is that a Jewish, a Hebrew people, a Hebrew nation that did not have the, the skill set of the warriors of the, of the world at their time could defeat the mighty armies of the Midianites and the Ammonites and the Jebusites and all the other different armies of the world. Hallelujah. Because they trusted in the Lord and they said, God, whatever you say to do, even if it makes no sense, I will obey the voice of God. If you say, get out in front of the army, get out in front of the tanks, Get out in front of the horses and just begin to wave your arms and worship the Lord. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Hallelujah. God at one time told Gideon, get you down to just about 300 men. I know you're facing a mighty big army, but get you down 300 men and get you some clay vessels. Get you a candle in the middle of that vessel and get you a trumpet on the other hand. And they're saying, 
what is going on? Gideon has lost his ever-loving mind. No, God said, get you a clay vessel, get you a candle, and get you a trumpet. Okay. Tell you, our pastor has lost his mind, Sister Raina. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Our bishop, man, he's got some crazy stuff. But did God say that? Yeah. God told Gideon, get you a clay vessel, a candle, and get you a trumpet. And disperse. Don't stay together. Disperse to different encampments. Get to the hilltop surrounding the enemy. And when I give you the cry, when I give, when you hear the call, you are to break that clay vessel and then you are to sound the trumpet as loud as you can. And the Bible says that as they broke the trumpet, they broke the clay vessel and the light was revealed and they put their mouth, their lips to the trumpet and they sounded that trumpet. The Bible says that the enemy was confused and confounded and they, they saw these lights and, and they heard the trumpets and they thought, my God, we're going to, we're being invaded and they began to fight against one another and they destroyed themselves. There are times, amen, that God says to do certain things and it seems like a suicide mission. It seemed to get its men maybe like a suicide mission. But God said, this is what you are to do. You are to trust in me with all of your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Because if you got a word from heaven, you can stand on that word. Hallelujah. In all thy ways acknowledge him. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet tonight as the music begins to play softly tonight. The word of God says in Proverbs chapter 3 that if to the man and to the woman that would trust in him with all their heart and lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways acknowledge him he would direct your paths be not wise in thine own eyes and fear the Lord and depart from evil in other words live a holy life unto the Lord do what is right before the Lord if you will do these things of trusting in the Lord and running and eschewing evil or shunning evil and you will fear the Lord and, and, and trust in Him with all of your heart, then it would be health to your navel. In effect, He says that this is as essential to the life of God and the soul of man as the umbilical cord is to the life and growth of the fetus of the baby in the womb. Without the latter, no human being could ever exist or be born. There are some things, amen, that you begin to tap into, you begin to connect with when you begin to trust in the Lord. It's like that umbilical cord that is that is just providing life to that baby in the womb. Hallelujah. There is a connection that is happening when you begin to trust in Him and you begin to walk by faith and not by sight and you stop relying on your own understanding, on your own human intellect. Trust or faith in God is as necessary to nourish the soul of a man 
and cause that spiritual man to grow as the navel string or the umbilical cord is to the human being in its first stage of its existence. Without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because it is that it is that umbilical cord, it is that connection. If that baby in the womb ever loses that umbilical cord, it is essentially on its own. But if that umbilical cord stays connected, hallelujah, there, there's life-giving resources that flow into that baby's body and help him to grow. And just like the Christian tonight that is trusting in the Lord, walking by faith, not by sight, not by their own understanding, it is keeping that connection with the Heavenly Father. There's strength. There's power. Independence on the Word of God. It's marrow to thy bones. I'm closing with this. It's marrow to thy bones. In other words, it's the difference between brittle bones and strong bones. And what the marrow is to the support and strength of the bones. And the bones to the support and strength of the body. That faith in God is to the support, strength, energy, and salvation to the soul of the man. Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands with me in this place tonight? Would you slip up a hand if you're at home tonight and you're watching online? Come on, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, son, daughter, friend tonight. Would you slip up a hand and begin to talk to him? Jesus, what areas of my life, God, am I still relying on my own understanding? What areas tonight am I still allowing uh, the rational side of man and the old human intellect and, and logical thought processes of a man? Why am I allowing it to block and to hinder the flow of the Spirit of God in my life? What areas are you speaking to me in which I'm standing still and I'm not obeying your voice? Bring it to light right now. I pray, Lord, for the light of understanding to be illuminating, illuminating the mind of the man and the woman today, the young boy and the young girl to the sound of my voice. I loosen power with God. I loosen the touch of the Holy Ghost. I pray that light would illuminate the mind and the heart of the hearer tonight. Shine your light, God. God, I can't force anybody. God, only the Word of God can do with the heart of man. I can only heal myself as a member, as a tool of the Lord, and say, use my lips, use my mouth. But God, you've got to be the Word. If you're here tonight, hallelujah, I want you just to lift up your hand and trust Him. I want you to let those tears begin to flow down your face. I want you to lift up your voice. And I want you to talk to Him. If you're at home tonight, would you just stop everything else that's happening in your home? And would you slip up a hand? God, I hear your voice. Stop trusting. When it doesn't make a lot of sense. 
but it's what the Word of God says. And the preacher preached it, and it's backed up in the book. I'll stand on the Word of God. I lose faith right now in this house. I lose faith right now. Lord, upon every family, every individual watching at home, I lose faith tonight in this house, in the atmosphere. God, we'll trust in you. We'll walk by faith. We'll walk by faith. I'm not worried about what the others are going to say about me. I'm not worried about what others are going to do. I'm not worried about the critics. I'm not worried about the naysayers. I'm trusting in the Lord. I'm not going to trust for all of my life in temporal things. Come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. You've got a word from the Lord. Get out of the boat, Peter. You've got a word from God, Peter. Get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone, Peter. Step out on faith. Come on, Peter. Come on, Peter. Come on, man. Come on, gentlemen. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. You've got a word from the Lord. Step out in faith. Come on, step out in faith tonight. This is why the scripture says that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to the world. But to us, it is the power of God unto salvation. Because to the human mind and the natural mind, the carnal man, it doesn't always make sense. Why would you get yourself into your car and drive down to a church when you might pick up a virus? Why would you why would you be faithful in tithe and offerings when you got bills to pay? Why? Why? Why would you do what you're doing?
Mary, you might not make it. Abraham, you might lose your family. Job. 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 You seem to have lost everything. But I, he knows the way that I take. He knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Gold tried the fire. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to walk through a fiery furnace to know the fourth man that stands with you. Sometimes, young boy, you've got to give up your lunch that you might have 12 baskets full for the family, for the community. Sometimes it doesn't make a lot of sense, but I'll trust in Him. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. Come on. Come on, I'm preaching tonight a sure word. Come on, hear me tonight, church. Yalla bo kasha. 